Welcome everybody to this one of the podcast. I'm your host, Kali Adams. I'm joined this week and every week, and this is episode 191 of our show, with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes Hut Hut look good. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing well. I am going to steal a line out of uh, Marty Sleva's handbook. Shout out to Marty Sleva. And say this is the palindrome episode 191. Palindrome, baby. We're gonna uh, we're gonna make it hot, hot hot. I'm boycotting myself. How about that? What? what? How do you? Okay, I, I can, I'm I'm fully I'm fully okay with yeah, this. Boycott yeah, right. <laughs> How does that work, Cicero? Hey hey ho ho. Just say no to Cicero. Hey hey. Come on, come on. That was actually the best <laughs> bars that you spit yeah, that in was. 191 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> that was actually off the dome, really, son. really good. That was off the dome, son. That was actually really no, really good. Yeah, oh no my riddance. god, no writings. Just original. Oh God! Just from the chat, so. from the chat, palindromatic. Oh. <laughs> you, you, you rhymed your, you, you rhymed your camera out of focus. Right, that yeah. was <laughs> anyway. um, <laughs> also joining us every week is my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes STEM look good, who makes tutoring looks good, who makes science look good, who makes math look good, who makes streaming restreams hashtag restreams look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. I'm doing well. I'm not boycotting myself, though. I got self-confidence, <laughs> self-esteem. Um, the only thing I'm boycotting is a meme I saw um, of uh, Pennywise the Clown holding up a a uh, a blonde strand of hair saying, we have healthy Odell down here. Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, so as as a Giants fan, you know it's going to be a bit of a football theme section. As a Giants fan, yeah, been a little little sad, um, but uh, you know it is what it is. So, oh my God, mm. that is that is that is pretty damn good. I can't front on that at all. <laughs> also joining us, and now full time member of the Spawn of Me podcast, Woo-hoo! Duchess of Diversity. The grand poobah of I Need Diverse Games. The one who has brought to you all the dopeness that you've heard the past couple weeks. The one who put Cicero in his place when he came out of pocket. It's to pass. How are you doing, Michael? Why you make me laugh? It's like I can't even be serious now, shit. Uh, I'm, I'm fine. It's just, I, now I'm just, I'm trying not to like laugh and start coughing and just fuck it all up in the first five minutes oh my god first of all i have to say tanya it is so happy to bring you on full time we have been we have been trying to figure out the best way to to make it happen we're like you know what we just need to just bring you on full time you have gotten so much love from the community and a lot of folks have been talking about all of your appearances and now uh now that you're part of the crew full time uh, I want to welcome you uh, with open arms, open heart, yes. and uh, say thank you so much for joining the team because you have been amazingly dope. So thank you for thank that. You. Word up. Word up. Thank yeah. you for uh, bringing me on. And, you know, I'm not out there twisting in the former podcaster wind anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Word. It, it bees like that sometimes. It's craziness. It's craziness. It's craziness. Well, you, so, you were on waivers, and, uh, you know, we made sure to pick you up. Right away. <laughs> uh, oh, I was a free Word. agent. I was a free agent. You scooped yeah. me up. The contract was good, yes, y'all. Yeah, exactly. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. 
Uh, so thank you to everybody who who rocked with us last week. We had a fantastic show. Uh, we got a lot of love for when we went. Uh, I guess we high stepped into all of PewDiePie's uh, nonsense, right. and we and we didn't even get tackled, didn't get hurt. There was nobody was put on the on the IR. Everybody was fine, right. uh, and it was great uh, to hear everyone in the community kind of dig the conversation that we had and and you know feel like we said something important in the space, uh, which was great. Uh, we also again. This week, we're in the top 20 uh, in the other games category. Uh, we were in the top 50 of all of video game podcasts, uh, again, for the second week. Um, and we beat Total Biscuits podcast twice in a row. <laughs> nice. My job is done. Cheese, cheese face all. And then the Cheddar Bay Biscuits are the best biscuits, man. That's, that's right. That is, they are the biscuits. Science, scientific fact. Scientific fact, scientific fact. So besides all the dopeness that we had last week, we have amazing, an amazingly dope uh, guest with us this week that I'm going to let Cicero uh, intro for all of you at home. Well, uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, this is this is a returning champion of sorts. Uh, this is a person making his third appearance here in Chicago, here on the Spawn on Me podcast, uh, bringing his dulcet tones to you. He is a alumnus of Florida State University. He is a fan of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is the crown prince, the one who keeps the hope alive of the NCAA <laughs> franchise. <laughs> he is currently the associate producer of EA Madden NFL 18 or EA Sports Madden NFL 18. He is my friend, Mr. Ben Hallmiller. Ben, how are you, man? I am great. Thank you so much for having me back. This is amazing to be back for the third year, and I do have to start off with a little bit of a complaint. This is the third year in a row (laughs) that I'm coming on following up amazing episode after amazing episode. You know, (laughs) the, 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 the South Park one two weeks ago was great. I mean, you know, we're the same guy here, Cicero, of right. loving South Park and what right. they do. I mean, they, they do really kind of, you know, there's, you said it right. There's some of the best satirists going right now. So it's amazing Thank to you. see what they're doing even today. So right. that and then last week with PewDiePie, I mean, like, it's going to take everything I got to to try to match <laughs> what you guys are bringing. So thank you for having me on. Looking forward to talking some Madden and whatever else we get into. Man, you you know what it is? You make it look easy. So... Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you got the duck feet going under the water, but, but above it, <laughs> above it, nobody gets to see you sweat, man. I love it. I love hey, it. Hey, we, we try, we try. No, so, I, I think we just got to make sure to, when, when we schedule Ben in next year, we got to make sure to totally tank the show before he comes on. Right. Just, <laughs> just completely just Thank throw you. it. Just like nonsense. Just, just yeah. have me on the show by myself. And then, uh, guaranteed to have a bad show. No problems. No problems. Oh my god! So, so I guess, I guess good. first, first and foremost, um, first things up. Congratulations, you guys got another game out. Um, and this one, not only is it reviewing well with with uh, sports fans, sports gaming fans, but it's also reviewing well with non sports gaming fans. Um, and I think you know, I think we need to get that out out the box right at, right off the bat, which is. You guys have borrowed something from your cousins over at, at FIFA where they had the journey and you created something called Longshot, which was its yeah. own single player narrative about a 
a player who uh, was a college was a college football standout quarterback standout, and some things happened in his life. He wound up uh, not finishing his college career, but wanted to go on to the NFL, and we get to play out his his journey to uh, to becoming an NFL player, um, and it was a long shot. In order, you know, uh, the the odds were against him, and uh, and you know what what a really great uh, great like composition of a few hours where you actually get to play as someone and kind of live in the shoes of someone who's trying to make their NFL dreams come true. Uh, congratulations on that. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, this is the, the culmination of a lot of hard work, years of development of trying to figure out the story and what we wanted to do there. And Mike Young, the creative director, who is the, the, the guy behind all of Longshot. It was his idea, his everything. Uh, and we just kind of everyone put it into work to try to make sure that we could fulfill his vision the best as possible. And so you have that side of things, right, with Longshot, of his own Longshot of trying to get a feature like that into a Madden game. Um, but it's really, you, you hit it right in the head from the beginning there. For us, this was a year about trying to go out and capture a new audience and bring people in that maybe have turned away from Madden. Maybe they felt, you know, because it's, it's true, this game is too complex for me. That I right. hear that nonstop, mm-hmm. um, and and I also hear from the guys who have been playing every year. This isn't complex enough. What are you doing more and more? So right. That's the other. That, that's a whole other side of the house. But yeah, you know, there's the, the the evolution of sports games and what you're seeing. You know, we know we're not the first to do story inside of sports, right? Right. Um, right. You know, Fight Night Champion Champions, years ago yes. Yes. did an amazing job wow. with that. Um, Incredibly underrated. Oh, it's criminally so much fun when you go through and criminally do that. underrated. And then you look at 2K, they've done a phenomenal job right. of doing story and bringing that in. And, and you mentioned the journey started that before. And, you know, this, this, you guys, I can't wait to hear where we go this time because two years ago we talked about uh, esports. And what do you know? We got bigger in esports. Right. Last year we were right here and you guys were talking about it'd be great to see a story in Madden. And here we right. are. So, yep. <laughs> you know, we called it first. We're yes, going to see what, what, where we go to and you got to let me know what we're going to do in Madden 19. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Hey, if, yeah. If, but, yeah. I mean, if we can get a, a producer credit on the. But yeah, you take that, that long shot piece and it was really for us a chance to, to tell an interesting story inside of a sports game and kind of that evolutionary next step of. You know, you went from just having exhibition games years ago, back in the Genesis days and things like that, and you played a single game, and that was it. And then you had the introduction of franchise, where you had that persistence of taking over a team. And There's only so many things you can go with that before you start getting to the point where you want to tell a story, and you want to take people on a ride. Um, And going to the Frostbite engine, which we did this year and FIFA did last year, really gave us the ability to, to tell that story in a rich cinematic way. And so... That's, I think, what you think of what we wanted to do with Longshot and what you want to see there is, you know, we've got the true NFL authentic presentation and everything from the game, but what are we going to do to attract the person that maybe isn't that into all of that detail, that wants to tell a good story, that wants to be involved in things? What do we want to do that's not so much the, the sandbox where you go create everything on your own, but you want to do a campaign mode? And that's kind of how we looked at Longshot was this is Madden's foray into a campaign type experience. And so... A lot of our decisions and things uh, were based on that and, and leaning more towards story over certain graphical elements or story over this or that. And it always came back to the story. And, 
you know, Reef, I was watching you play a little bit in your stream yesterday. I, I didn't say anything. I wanted you to play through it. <laughs> and uh, I didn't want you to, to feel like you had to make a certain decision because I was there watching for a bit. But <laughs> it was so much fun watching it through your eyes of, of where you struggled or what you didn't like or what didn't make sense. And thinking back of why we made the decisions we did. And a lot of time is it because we ran out of time. right? right. Like, <laughs> but, but, uh, but it was just kind of one of those things of I wanted to, you know, you want to see how people react to a story like that where it's really interesting to think of we made a story and, and they let us do it. Um, you know, the higher ups let us go with this whole story. And the NFL was okay with this whole story where you play an entire year, an entire, you know, story mode in the game and never play a single snap in the NFL. Um, it wasn't the old conventional Kurt Warner story, right? Where you're the third string guy and a couple injuries happen and you get thrust in the starting lineup and lead the team to a Super Bowl in year one. I think that's what everyone was expecting. Right. Um, but when you're the last one, and, uh, and we are, the last one of the major sports titles to come with a story, you got to do something different. You got to, to shake things up a little bit. Uh, it's not just a check. You're not going to put that much effort in something to just check a box and say you did it. Um, so I think that's where we were with Longshot of wanting to tell an emotional story, leverage a lot of things that we liked from different genres or from Telltale, that sort of thing, uh, to try to make the best thing we could. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, first of all, that was really cool that you were in the stream. I had no, I had no idea, um, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, but, yes, so, like, one thing that really, um, really um, – sticks in my head about long shot is how high the production values values were like in terms of the graphics the voice acting the motion capture and the and the like score as well mm -hmm. um yeah. one thing that i like it really did feel like it was like a separate game as opposed to other story modes they do feel like it's like in addition to the main game so like all mm -hmm. the graphics are sort of things that you feel like you would see in the game if they put that people in that engine in like cutscenes. But one thing I love about like a long shot is that it literally looks like there were specific things made for this mode, right? So so like what what sort of made you guys think about wanting to spend, you know, obviously that cost resources and money and time and like all that stuff. What made you guys want to go all in on that part of it? when you've already seen that other games have had success with their story modes with like less, I, I would say not effort, but like less like focus on the graphical and lighting and like, and like all in and, and like that, that side of things. Yeah. You know, I think when we were first starting out and we didn't know um, what kind of bar we'd be able to get to, because everyone was telling us we're crazy. Um, when we first <laughs> saw the, the script and all of the different locations and everything we wanted to do, a lot of people are like, just do what the journey did and just change it to American football and just, you know, just right. replace things and you're done. Like, right. why are you doing it this other way? And for us, it was really about being true to the story, number one. But number two, we know that we're never going to be able to match an Uncharted, for example, right? Mm -hmm. We've got a one-year development cycle. Right. Um, and we have a whole other game that we're supporting that isn't like this. This was, you're very correct, it, it is very different than anything else that's in Madden. So for us, it was, okay, we really took it upon ourselves that we wanted to raise the bar for sports game stories. Uh, we know we would never, no matter what we did, we would never be even considered with the Uncharted or anything else like that, the great story modes that are out there and games that are out there, but we can help kind of bring up what sports are. 
because it's still in its infancy. It's still very small, and it's very rudimentary in a lot of ways of what those experiences are. And they can be a lot of fun, even in that rudimentary level. But we wanted to make it more like a movie experience that was playable. Um, And I think we leaned heavily on the cinematics so much in this one to prove that point. And we may have over-indexed on that a little bit because I know people who have played it felt like it was a lot of movie and a lot of cinematics and they wanted more of the game piece. And I think, um, you know, that was, I think if we went back, we might have changed that a little bit and done some more, but really I would not have changed what we did going through it because it was really trying to hit the beats of telling that elaborate story and this, you know, connection that Devin had with his father um, and his connection with Colt, his best friend, and then what he forges with Jack Ford, the coach mentor character right. that he, he meets. And you have these other you know side plots and everything else trying to go and trying to make every character feel rich and unique. And you know Mike made a, a very big point from the beginning that he wanted this to be a story for anybody. Um, that he wanted this to be di- as diverse as it, it could be. You have strong females. You have right. you know people of color everywhere. Um, it's not just the you know, again, the Kurt Warner white guy quarterback going out there and throwing the ball around, having a great time, <laughs> touchdowns, yay, it's over. He wanted you to leave feeling like, wow, I kind of experienced something I didn't know I was going to. Um, you know, that I actually may have gotten a little bit emotionally tied to these characters without realizing it because the sport of football, Madden, it's kind of considered very aggro, bro, kind of like, oh, yeah, football, mash, whatever. But there is a whole cinematic and kind of elegant side to it that. We wanted to really pay off and show off in long shot. Yeah, it's really cool because I, I was in Sharif's stream too. And I was like, there, there's a story in Madden. When did this happen? Because <laughs> I'm a lapsed player. And, and what I was wondering is, you know, having the story in cinematic, do you have you seen any kind of tangible uptick in people coming back to Madden or picking this up? Because, you know, like I'm more of a story driven game person. You know, I, I played sports games and I, I fell off a lot of them because it's just like, the tactics weren't doing it for me. So do you think mm. for me as a lapsed player, that would be a draw versus, you know, someone who's more into like actually figuring out the plays and getting really in, into the tactics of it? Yeah, I, I think it was truly designed for someone like yourself that is a lapsed gamer, that is interested in story, that loves playing video games and and is not averse to football, you know? Um, I, I think there are some that will never look at Madden no matter what just because they just don't care for the sport or don't care for sports in general. And that's fine. The, that you know, There's plenty of games out there for everybody. But what we wanted to capture with the audience that, you know, like myself, getting a little bit you know, older, have grown up and, and you know, grown up with the game, may have, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I get to stay playing at the game all the time, but a lot of us <laughs> have normal lives that, that get in the way of playing that. And for a game like Madden, that's you know a minimum of basically an hour investment whenever you sit down. Um, you know, we wanted to give people a chance to do something that they've never done that may get them back into it. Maybe like, oh, that's interesting. They're doing something I haven't ever seen before. It sounds really interesting. People are talking about it. And yeah, we have seen a lot of people come back to the series that that have walked away for a couple of years. Or you know, in, in the in the world of Madden, you really you kind of our sales basically stay consistent because. You have a lot of people who take a year off and then come back the following year. And so what you have is that kind of ebb and flow where one person's taking off, another one's coming on. And so it kind of offsets, so it stays kind of fairly consistent. Um, but this was a chance for us to try to bring people back that they, that may have been their off year to come back in and, and see something that they've never seen before. Or someone who's been away for a few years. Or someone who likes the sport of football but just has been so intimidated by the concept. Or maybe they, they, they red box Madden once 
played it once online, got beat 56 to nothing, and said never again. Um, <laughs> that was me. Yeah. That's, that's more like my Gwent experience. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it was an opportunity, you know, it, it, it is a, you know, three and a half, four hour experience. So it's, it's you know, kind of a, a smaller piece of a larger pie that you can experience and get connected into it. And then hopefully dig what you saw and want to check out the rest of it. And you're learning some of the controls along the way. It was not 100% a tutorial to teach you everything about how to read a defense and break things down, but we did want to introduce certain concepts and try to do some things like um, anytime there's a quick time event, the button will match up to what the actual button is in real life. So if you are spinning, it will be the actual spin or jukes or the actual juke right. and things like that. So we're trying to, to get people comfortable with the controller, which they you know already are as gamers. And they're comfortable with the buttons because they play them all the time. And they know what the buttons do. But it's just that mental kind of mind mapping to say, oh, in this situation, I press this and it does this, that we're trying to get people to understand for Madden because once you get that kind of base level down, the game does become a lot easier. It's that old adage of the game slows down for you. Um, you hear right. that a lot for a quarterback, right? In year two, you know, they get to the NFL and it's just everything's moving so fast and they, they right. can't even think. But then they have that moment of clarity where it just slows down and they can process everything. And that happens once you learn the control scheme. But that's that's a steep curve. Uh, and that's something we know we have to get better at to get to get more people to, to not have that experience where they lose right away and never come back. Um, but using this as a way to, to kind of give them a story, teach them a little along the way, and then hopefully have them go in and check other things out. Yeah, one of, one of the really cool parts that you just chimed in on about the diversity aspect of Longshot was something that I really took away uh, from it after playing it and, and kind of absorbing it while, while going through the experience. It was like really awesome to see a black dad with, with his son yes. trying to you know, teach him the ropes. Right. And, not and, and have, not you know, named that. Lonzo Bull. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Now, 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 now that you bring him up, I want that to be a part of the game right. somehow. I somehow. Feel like Lonzo Ball, yeah. I feel like he needs to be in everything oh at this point. Gosh. He's going to be, he'll, he'll probably wind up at the White House before. As long as I can tackle him, he'll be good. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah please. Just, just, just take his legs out. But, anyway, but, that's all this. You, you mentioned the father, though, but like, how, what a gift that landed in our lap right there that yes. we were able to get a guy the caliber of Mahershal Ali in. Um, and we had yeah. him in and, and did everything with him before he was up for the Oscar nom, uh, before he actually won the Oscar as well. So it kind of landed in our lap that we had we have an Oscar winner in our cast. Like that was kind of the coolest part because we had a lot of variety in the cast and a lot of people that have done a ton of things. And you know, uh, J.R. Lemon, who is the the lead, he plays yeah. Devin Wade. Um, he's currently on an NBC show called Night Shift. Right. We actually found him when we were doing motion capture. Um, he was a former running back at Stanford, had a cup of coffee with the Raiders for one, one camp and, uh, got into acting and was doing motion capture work for us up in Vancouver. And we, we had specifically said, we need somebody who's got some acting experience because we wanted to try out some test scenes for this mode we were calling long shot. And so mm. JR started doing that and, you know, he was great and he was, it was very, this is three years ago. He was super early in, in acting. And so, you know, he grew as an actor as the project grew. And so it was initially turned into from uh, just a test scene into 
he really dug what we were doing and, and he was getting better as an actor and he was really into it to where he became Devin. Like there was a point where we were like, that's our guy. There's no even, we didn't cast anything. We we're like, that's our guy. Huh. Um, and, and you know, you kind of look through the, all the different roles that we had and the, the Scott Porter role uh, of the best friend Colt Cruz. Um, I was fortunate enough. I grew up with Scott. So he was a buddy of mine that we were able to get in that way. Oh, nice. Um, and so that, so, uh, so he played wide receiver in high school with me. Uh, but then people know him as Jason Street from Friday Night Lights as a quarterback. Right. You know, that right. always made me laugh that, yeah, you were just a receiver for a team <laughs> that, honestly, we ran the ball all the time. He, he, he had like five catches. <laughs> well, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, um, so we were able to get Scott in there. And then you have a guy like Mahershala who we were able to get through a mutual friend. Um, you know, all these sort of things that came together to get this amazing cast of people that really dug doing something unique. And, and you know, you get a guy like Dan Marino, for example. You don't know what you're going to get out of Dan uh, or Chad Johnson. And you definitely know, right. what, you, don't know what you get from right, Chad right. Johnson. <laughs> but to get these guys to wear that ping pong ball suit and get the, the makeup all over their face so that we can track their emotions and have them just go into it. I mean, they, they got fully into it to really try and give a great performance the best they could. And that's what shows up in the actual end piece, right? Because you take what they're doing and what you capture from you know, live action a lot of those edges get sanded down when it makes its way all the way into a game. You lose a lot of the fidelity of facial, um, you know, emotion or, um, you know, things like hands, for example, very hard to animate hands, you know? Um, and so you lose some of those things along the way. So it was the performances that those uh, actors and actresses gave that really brought the life into the story and, and made it feel real and made it feel touching. And you could have moments where, you know, the, there's a point where Colt's singing the song to, to Devin and he goes through this whole emotional range in his face that when we saw the video of it from the capture when we actually shot it, we're like, if we can get half of that emotion to come across into the final game product, man, people are going to be like, I, I don't know what I just watched. It was Madden, but man, that did not feel like something I would ever expect. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so um, I, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people ask me about um, if, if they are, as we talked about, kind of lapsed Madden players, if long shot um, is the thing that could actually bring them back into the series. And we actually got a uh, question from the chat from uh, Stash that says, um, does the story hold up as a full title if that's the only thing I'm interested in? Or is it more like in addition to the larger Madden game? And I know you touched on this a little bit, but like I just wanted to ask that to, to address it directly. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, it was it was mentioned earlier how it feels so different than the rest of Madden. And that, that's very true. The moment you press that button to go into long shot, you're going to feel a very curated experience that's unique to that long shot piece. So in a way, it does feel very standalone-ish inside of the larger piece of Madden. Um, but it, it, they, they don't ever really fight against each other. You know, if you're interested in playing Ultimate Team, you can unlock a lot of great content through... Um, you know, through long playing long shot that can help you out and, and boost your team up that way. So it does kind of lend a helping hand there. Um, but no, if, if you're somebody who is just interested in the story and just interested in, in doing that, pick up the game and go play it. And and what I implore you to do is go check it out and, and go through the long shot experience and love it or hate it, whatever it is, get through it and, and see, see where you ended up at it. And then go try the, the rest of the game and see what else it is. And it will be vastly different. But I think you're going to find some 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 fun there, a lot of different things to do that you might have learned a little bit about how to play from playing long shot that will help you when you go in and kind of ease you in there. And then, you know, 
we've been focusing on long shot a lot so far, but we do have the different game styles that will help you out as well. And so don't be afraid to set it on that arcade game setting. If you're uh, you know a newer Madden player, you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to break a lot of tackles. You're going to make a lot of catches. You're going to make some interceptions. You're going to have a great time on that game mode that is completely separate from that simulation style and way different than the competitive style. Cause that, you know, that mm. was something that we saw, we were fracturing our audience that you had these guys um, that were either the hardcore sim guys or the hardcore competitive guys. And we'd tune the game to, to fix issues that one group was seeing. And the other side's like, well, you completely broke it for us. And then we tune it back for them. And then the mm. other guy's like, what? No, it was perfect over here. And now you turned it back. So <laughs> that was kind of the, and then the, you had the guys at the bottom saying, you know, not the, not the bottom, but you know, the, the arcade guys will say, right. um, we're like, <laughs> none of those affect me. Cause I'm just, ha- I'm just having a hard time even playing. So right. that's kind of the, the, mm. the thought there to try to, you know, you, you're bringing in a lot of new people through long shot. Let's give them a chance to also have a lot of fun and not make it this hardcore simulation. I have to know everything about the sport to be good. Let's go back and have some fun again. It's a video game. And I think we've gotten too serious at times. And there's definitely a place for that. And I'm definitely in that camp that loves that simulation side. But I'm also, I grew up playing the games that were more arcadey too. And I love that aspect and love having that ability to be able to put it that way and play through some games and, and have just more casual fun like that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, I'm glad you actually brought up a lot of a lot of that because I, I kind of wanted to dive into some of the other game modes and 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 uh, the first things first things first I want to say you know I want to applaud you guys on how you uh, introduce the the play styles to new and returning players and and it's they are very instead of just having uh, the skill levels of rookie you know the the rookie pro all pro you know all Madden you know yeah. and, and instead of just having those you really talk about different play styles who you are as a player fundamentally and you know if you're new to madden you choose this one if you're new to the sports games in general choose an even lower setting um if you are a competitive madden player you choose this other setting so there are all of these things that are there and obviously if you're if you're returning to madden from uh from the previous year all of your settings carry over from the from the mm-hmm. previous year so that you know so all of that stuff is is out of the way um but not only longshot wasn't the only new feature that that was added to the mix uh this year we now have multiplayer ultimate team yes so mm. which is which is so you know there's a 3 on 3 multiplayer uh mode for for ultimate team where you can play as the offense the defense and and a head coach why don't you explain because i'll be terrible at it i'm terrible at explaining things so why don't you explain uh what the what the new mode is and uh something that we talked about uh last uh two years ago i guess it was when we when we talked about draft champions but uh whether or not it's going to be local local online uh, or local multiplayer or if it's online only multiplayer Mm -hmm. or a mix of both, what have you. Yeah, definitely. So um, for those that aren't familiar with, with Madden um, and the ultimate team, that's the chance to go in and and essentially it's kind of card collecting and that you're opening packs and getting your players that way to build out your team. You're constantly trying to get more players and better players to improve your team. Um, we call it just to, for an abbreviation, MUT, Madden Ultimate Team. So 
I'm probably going to wind up just right. because we we speak an acronym right. so much here that like I'll probably just wind up just calling it mutt from here on out. So I wanted to preface that up front so people didn't all of a sudden think, well, what was this thing he's talking about? So yeah, and that so so Madden Ultimate Team or mutt the, the mutt squads is is our we we brought back a co-op competitive gameplay feature that we had a number of years ago um, that was kind of buggy, kind of laggy, a lot of disconnects, didn't have any persistence. Had a small audience, but they were very, very passionate about it. And so for us, it was really truly a, a, a decision we had to make on a maintenance cost year-over-year problem. That, that it was built on poor tech. It had seen its better days. And so we took it out. Um, and that vote, that fan base, we're like, what happened to our, 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 you know, our co-op play? We want that back. Um, and so we brought it back and we put it inside of our ultimate team. So we're looking at the best ways that we could possibly add this in, but also have that compulsion loop to want to keep playing it, what kind of persistence we can have, and how can we get people really into doing this. And also, you know, if you look around at esports, a lot of the most popular esports aren't solo one versus one, they're team versus team. Right. Right. Um, so we're, and, and we're not ready to go that route yet, but you can kind of see how that's going. Because if you watch some of the competitive Madden stuff, it's a lot of a guy just kind of sitting there with headphones on, quietly playing, and there's not a lot of emotion um, but right. you look at some of these other esports, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of team kind of camaraderie stuff. So we wanted to build that kind of aspect and element into the game. And so you take your ultimate team and it's it's three versus three as far as human players, but it's still true the 11 on 11 competitive, you know, simulation style or, you know, competitive style gameplay. Um, so it feels like a real normal football game. You do have AI characters um, that are running around for your team. So you're not controlling... Everybody, you're controlling one guy at a time, so you can move around who you're controlling, but you do have the AI component there too because it is eleven on eleven. But um, yeah, one one character is the offensive coordinator. They bring in their offensive players from their ultimate team. One player is a defensive coordinator. They bring in their defensive players, and then the head coach is kind of a you know overarching guy who doesn't bring in either side, and that's really our spot for our third person that might be a little newer that doesn't want the the controls of having to pick the offensive play or pick the defensive play but they just want to go in and have fun they can be in that head coach spot and not have the the worry about oh okay it's it's third and one i'm on defense we need to stop here what do i call make a, a poor mistake and then you give up the first down and your teammates are are mad at you for making that call <laughs> yeah, you, you have a chance to go out there and play so yeah so that's the kind of basic elements of, of mutt squads is that that you have that co-op competitive environment, um, using the ultimate team to, to field the teams and, and fill out your rosters. Um, currently, it's it's three versus three. Um, we are looking at three versus CPU as a potential down the line or just variations like that or being able to, right. play, you know, you can always do two or three players on a couch locally against the CPU. So that piece is already, has been in there. This is just more of a online competitive component as far as what squads is this year. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I've really been enjoying it. You know, Mutt was a thing that when it first started, I I got involved with. And, and you know, and, and obviously Mutt has evolved over, I mean, it's almost been 10 years, right? I mean, well, close to it, six, seven when, when seasons? FIFA, yeah, FIFA was the first one to do it, and then we adapted it shortly after. And now, I mean... Right. There's not a sports game that, that in the world that doesn't right. have it. <laughs> no, there's not, <laughs> not Diamond literally Dynasty not to everything else. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, maybe Pro Evo doesn't, but uh, that's a good. One. Yeah, I don't recall if Pro I, Evo does, but yeah, but um, but yeah. So I, you know, I first started playing Mutt, and then I realized that Mutt at that time 
meant I would also have to spend money, and I wasn't going to do that. Um, Now, uh, I think a lot of people felt that way and then just said the hell with it and and decided to start spending money. And there are people that spend lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of money on uh, Ultimate Team, both on Madden, um, but and also throughout the rest of the rest of the cadre of uh, EA Sports uh, titles. But there was a time back when Mutt first started that Madden was the beginning of the fall gaming season. Mm-hmm. It was the game. It was the game that that all of your friends talked about. It was the game that all of the athletes talked about. It was the game that all of the celebrities talked about. It was, you know, in all sorts of pop culture circles, de facto video game. Um, that time has kind of gone away a little. Um, and even in, even if we're being honest, even in, in the sports realm in, in America, NBA 2K has kind of taken up a lot of the space and is occupying the space that Madden once occupied. Is there talk amongst uh, in the halls in Tiburon um, about how you guys can take your number one spot back? Yeah, you know, I, I would be a fool and I would... Uh be disingenuous if I, if I didn't agree with that fact, that 2K has that cultural feel right now that that's the game that if you pick up one sports game a year, that's the one that people feel like that's the one they've got to get, right? Um, and that hurts, you know? Right, That's right. something that, I, that, that <laughs> you know, it, it is still sports. We still are very competitive people. That's something that will not last. That will not, we will, we will make sure to make sure we take back our spot. Um, now, I don't feel like that is a giant chasm uh, to overcome. Um, no. I, I'll never sell ourselves short like that. But uh, no, no, no. You know, and, um, nor should you. Yeah, but uh, no, you know, it, it's something where we are trying to look at what we can do. What What are they doing? I mean, you do that in general. Of what are the other guys doing that is successful? What's resonating? What are people liking to do? You know, with their characters when they're creating them and going through and doing different things. What elements and aspects do they deliver? that either we don't deliver or we could get a lot better at. And I think you look at that along with what's in your own backyard that you need to clean up and do what's you know true to the sport of football that might not work in a, a basketball setting that we need to make sure we expand and just kind of all of those elements. But yeah, no, I, I think it, it, you know, if they're one, a, I think we're kind of, you know, in that one B spot looking at them right. still saying, mm-hmm. you know, we're, you know, what are we going to do to surpass them again and be the clear and undisputed leader? And I think we're always looking at that as, okay, what's the next step? What's the ex- next evolutionary thing? Um, and, you know, it's it's when you are that that group that there, you get the benefit of the doubt every time. And EA, through, its own, through our own fault for years, uh, doesn't get the benefit a lot of times. And I think we've done a lot to change that perception. I mean, I've been at EA for 17 years now. I mean, there are high school seniors who uh, were born the same year I walked in the door here, which really bothers me. Let me tell you that. I did not like that fact once whatsoever. But, you know, EA got the knock there in like the early to mid-2000s of kind of being that shovelware, just put whatever out there, don't really care about the the quality of it, and it, it hurt the brand. Um, and, you, I, you know, you've seen a lot of work over the past few years to dig ourselves out of that hole, to do things, to endear ourselves to our customers again. Uh, and that's just what you have to keep doing uh, because people aren't going to pick up your game just because it's there. They got to have a reason and a desire to want to pick it up. And they've got to uh, either if it's, uh, you know, 
you know, moving on from, from Gen X to Gen Y and now Gen Z, um, and, and how do they love a game differently than, say, I did? Because I'm the old guy now. I'm the one that's on the way out. Um, and this is a game that's coming into next year will be the 30th anniversary of Madden. Um, it's, it, it's a game it's that has, was showing its cracks, right? And we've got to build that foundation and make sure that we've got the best game possible for that. And if something like, you know, to me, years ago, if you told me that people would be watching other people playing video games on the internet rather than playing them themselves, I'd be like, you're crazy. But here we are. It's a huge <laughs> right. piece of the industry. Um, if, if you were telling me that there would be people who make their living off of just playing video games competitively or by, like we're talking about, putting up videos for others to watch and being influencers, like that'll never work. And here we are. Um, and so it's adapting to what's changing in, in the, the cultural landscape, adapting to what's changing in the video game landscape, and just making sure that you are staying as cutting edge and as fresh as you can be. Right. Yeah. Well, so um, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So we've we've got a question in the chat and, and it's actually a really good one. Uh, you, you know, you kind of talked about the arcade, the arcade style of uh, of being able to play the actual game. And, and, and of course, there are uh, the mini games that are that are in uh, Madden uh, and then all of the training that's in Madden. But there's something something really interesting that that uh, uh, NHL is doing this year. Mm-hmm. Which is for NHL 18, they've got an arcade mode called Threes. Yeah, where it's just kind of over the top. It's really, it's totally silly, totally ridiculous, and I love every fucking moment of it. It is amazing. It's amazing to play, and it harkens back to uh, something that you guys had. And I know you're gonna talk. You know, I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, which is the EA Big Brand. Yes. And the EA Sports big brand was all of the arcade style games with all of your favorite sports players mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, from all the different leagues. So you had NFL Street, you had uh, uh, you had FIFA Street um, and, you know, and, and, and NBA Street. Uh, there were, you know, all of these great games. Is there talk or was there talk when when you guys were uh storyboarding and, and designing an, uh, Madden NFL 18 to include a full-on arcade mode in the game? And if if not, is that the thing that you're going to be talking to us about next year that we've, uh, that we've introduced to you guys? Uh, and, uh, yeah, oh, shout-out to Fabio Fogos for asking that question also. Yeah, so no, it's a great question because I think a lot of us, uh, that arcade style is near and dear to our hearts in a lot of ways. Um, a game like Blitz, for example, NFL Blitz, right. will right. never be able to come back um, in, in that mm-hmm. old form. Uh, right. The NFL is just too sensitive about that kind of impact and that kind of violence and those sort of things that, that made that game so endearing. Uh, it just it, That's not the world that we can, can be in anymore. Or some of the things that we did on the original NFL Street. You know, uh, of slamming a guy into a wall and stuff like that. Just <laughs> not going to happen. Um, you know, we added in, in Longshot, uh, seven versus seven gameplay for the first time. Right. Um, padless. And that was a big question of the NFL. What can we do here? Can we, can we have a tackle experience? Cause one of the, you know, early, early iterations of, uh, of the Longshot story was, uh, there was going to be kind of a, you know, all the friends before they went to the, ceremony to celebrate their high school championship, they were going to play a tackle football game at the old field when they came and picked up Devin to bring him over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we're the NFL, you know, we were talking to them like, can we tackle without pads? Can we tackle without helmets? Hmm. And they said, absolutely not. <laughs> so, right. so, uh, <laughs> so then we kind of work on, okay, so what can we do that also developmentally wise we can easily do that won't be a, a huge resource sink into to doing something unique here. So like that's something like we're flag or two hand touch. We weren't able to, to go into that realm too easily, but we could get into this concept of what we call thud tackle or rap tackle, where it's right. really just mm. catching a guy and stopping their forward progress and the play being called dead right there. Um, and so you're, you're getting a little bit of a arcade aspect in that because it's not the true simulation tackle. You've got the arcade mode of bigger wide open gameplay kind of uh, experiences, big highlight plays happening. But no, we don't really have um, the concept of a, of a true arcade experience right now in, in that over-the-top bombastic way. Um, getting into more of a fantasy element is something that we are interested in because that's where you can explore a lot of the customization or craziness that you know can't happen on an NFL field where you have to have your jersey tucked in. You're you can't show your knees. You have to have your socks above your your, right. your pants. You can really? only wear your uh, you know what? Yeah, you can only wear certain cleats. And if you you know the, the you see the Odell Beckham wearing the the right. last holiday wearing like the the, the Christmas present uh, cleats, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. That can only be worn before he puts his uniform on. The moment he puts his uniform on, he's got to go back to the normal you know everyday cleat that they're allowed to wear. So wow. And we have to live by those same restrictions. If Gronkowski has his jersey untucked, he gets fined for it. Uh, we aren't able to live in a world where, you know, we can have it untucked if you want to. They're like, no, you're, you're our video game. Essentially. No, no fun league, the no fun but league. But there's also a lot of give and take in this, too, that they're not all autonomous. Yes, you can do this. No, you can't. Because uh, you look at some of the things we did in Longshot. We, we, right. we have a guy pissing on the side of the road in Longshot. Right, right. Um, that when the NFL read the script and the NFLPA read the script the first time, they're like, okay, what is that? Why is that here? And, <laughs> and you guys are crazy if you think you're ever going to keep that. But they were wow. willing to give us the, the freedom because of our relationship and, the, and what we've built up over the years. We just said, let us shoot it. Let us try to handle this in a tactful way that we can. Because it was for us, we felt it was an, as, as childish as it can be. It was an important piece of the story because... There's a callback later. So it was the first time that you felt like a choice you made here could show up later in this. It's still a linear story. You know, there's still, it starts at A and ends in Z, but there are choices along the way that kind of change what could happen. And this was the first time we wanted to make you feel like, oh, I made a choice back here. Oh, it's actually going to affect me over here. Or someone's going to make reference to it again. I think you, know, you saw that, I think, for the first time in Walking Dead, right? I think there were some things where right. choices that mm. you made in Telltale's Walking Dead, right. um, would affect how characters talk to you later. They, if you lied at one point in the beginning, they would catch you in it later and be like, ah, you, you know, they, they, that, that's yeah. something that made you feel like every choice is important. Um, and so also too, the, the concept of uh, the scouts are watching what you're doing. So right. that's a lot of thing in that pre draft time frame where they're evaluating every piece about you. So if you choose to post something to social media like that, there might be ramifications for it. The really funny part is when we approached the NFL about that piece there was right at the same time that Laramie Tunsil and the draft two years ago (laughs) were right where he's about ready to go up there and get Mm. drafted. He's having his big moment. Somebody releases photos of him with a gas mask bong on. (laughs) 
Yep. And it caused right. him to drop like from a top ten pick surefire down right. to the later. I mean, the Dolphins got him at what seventeen or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the NFL is just like, okay, like we get it, and we're, we we like the concept that there's you know potential negative repercussions for it, but it can't be something that carries on. It it can't be something that tanks him and, and causes him to to really drop in his ass. So it it. If you choose to do that, you'll get a knock saying you you know you have some maturity issues, um, but it doesn't overall affect your draft score too much. Right. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things where you it, it's a give and take there a little bit, and, and it's all about working with them to because they're reasonable. Their uh, NFL is definitely reasonable. They get a bad rap a lot of times, and they know they do deservedly times as well. Um, but they can be very reasonable in things like this to work through. Okay. Something like that, or even the car crash, for example. Like they were very, very mm-hmm. hesitant about the concept of a car crash being put into the concept where he's having that at the same time as he's getting hit in, the, in a football field. Right. So, are we equating getting hit in a football field with the impact of a car crash? Oh, and that wow. is like right. that was like whoa. Wow. whoa, whoa. Right. So right, y'all got the NFL is woke. Hold on, yeah. I gotta, I gotta pull back. <laughs> <laughs> so again, it's another one yeah. of those. Let us shoot it in a way that it can be a little more abstract. Still get through the feeling that we want to get because that was a very you know troubling time for Devin and that his father had just passed away. He's trying to go out there and have that Brett Favre on Monday Night moment where he goes and pays respects to his father and throws right. darts all over the field, um, but it goes horrible for him and he's throwing interceptions. In a college football game, let me mention that, by the way. We're, we're not going to get too far with talking yes. about a college football uh, yes. game being back. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> Don't mm. think I didn't have a part of that. But uh, and So, <laughs> so it, it was really just trying to figure out, okay, what can we do here? And, and giving us the freedom to tell our story, but also work within the confines and the constraints that we do have because we are a licensed product. So a couple of things before we hit our break. Now that I heard that story about how the NFL freaked out about peeing, the first thing I the first thing that came into my mind is like peeing isn't free. That's the first thing that came into my mind. And second of all, I'm really mad that the NFL is now going to keep me away from my D my Dishonored DLC starring Ray Lewis. Yeah. Right. So this is a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of things that I feel like the NFL is keeping from me that I feel like they need to they need to hook up and, and make sure that we get. Uh, but before we before we um, jump into that, uh, on the other side of the break, I want to ask you a couple of questions. I want to ask you about uh, how everybody's doing uh, because Irma hit you all pretty pretty hard down there, and also we got to talk about Cap. Uh, Kaepernick uh, and how the team is kind of thinking about those things uh, and, th- and, and talking about those things internally if those co- if those conversations are happening at all uh, in the studio. So everybody at home, uh, we're going to take a quick three minute break. Uh, we're going to hang out, go get some water uh, and we'll be right back after this. Hey there, listeners. I'm Ryan Miller. And I'm Matt Amberg. And we do the Zero Hit Points podcast every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. So if you got a need. A need. For video games. For video games. Take a trip over to ZeroHitPoints.com. That's a lot to ask. We'll see you there. Okay. What's good, Internet? This is Austin Walker, a.k.a. Professor Killer, a.k.a. David Foster Flawless, a.k.a. Bars Von Trier. You already know what it is. And since you do, you should also already know that Spawn on Me keeps it real when it comes to games, culture, and holding it down even when the world is on fire. Welcome to Chicago, y'all. 
everybody we are back from our break episode 191 of the spawn on me podcast again thank you everyone for hanging out in the chat thank you everyone for listening at home thank you everyone for picking up the sticks and playing and buying madden this year we have ben hogmeller one of the the executive producer on on the Ooh, game, I'll take I'm sorry, I, I gave you. No, a no, I, I, I gave you an instant. I'm updating my title right now. It's a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Khalif Adams, master of LinkedIn. Shout out to shout out to the chat. Um, word. There's a couple of quick things that I wanted to get into because I don't think a lot of folks know. If you aren't really familiar with the Madden franchise and where uh, all the sauce gets made, it gets made in Florida. Um, and if you have been paying attention to uh, any of the news, you know that that area has been hit really hard with a lot of terrible, awful weather, hurricanes, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria, <laughs> all the things at one time uh, heading down in that part of the U.S. And first of all, happy that you are OK. Hopefully everyone in, in your family and, and f- friends that you have down there are okay uh, everybody down there in that area we hope that everyone is is getting back uh to normal um how, how did the storm affect all of you down there at tiburon and 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 i'm hoping everything uh is all right with everybody yeah i definitely appreciate that for sure and i mean what a month of weather right you had harvey you had irma now you've got you know puerto rico without power for up to four to six months they're saying like the entire yeah. The entire island without power, like it, it is, it is crazy. Um, yeah. you know, hurricanes. If you live in Florida, it's something you're going to have to deal with at some point. You know, we haven't had a a big one come through uh, Orlando. We're now we're fortunate to be in Orlando in that we're centralized in the state. We're landlocked. You know, uh, the storms when they come to us have typically died down a little bit. That they don't hit us as category fives or fours. They're usually threes, um, which is still nothing to sneeze at for sure. Um, you know, mm. th- th- that was a, an intense, intense storm for a long time. Um, cause it's one of those things, you know, you know, it's coming. So you you almost have that anticipation. Whereas in California or, you know, what Mexico just had a giant earthquake right. that they had right. no idea right. to prepare for. Um, we at least know they're coming and you're watching the path and seeing, you know, how they're changing, but you do your preparations. Um, you know, you get your water. If you have a generator, you make sure you got gas. That's the big one. Fill up your tank of gas in your car right. because, you know, that stuff gets scarce. Um, and you just make sure you've got your stuff and you hunker down as best you can. Uh, you know, we didn't put up any you know, plywood on our windows. We didn't evacuate. Um, you know, we weren't in a, in a spot where we had to. Um, and, and again, very fortunate for that. You know, we lost power for about 14 hours. Um, mm. boo, boo-hoo, right? <laughs> you know, you lose power for a little bit mm. because people were out of power for, for a week. People, I think there's probably still some that might not even have it back yet or just got it back a day ago. Um, and, you know, after eight hours of no power, I was going crazy. I couldn't imagine eight days without it. Um, and then damage-wise, because what you have is a lot of trees that just, you know, fall from whatever reason because, you know, a lot of oak trees that have poor root foundations. And if there's been a lot of rain in the water, you know, and, and, and the ground is super saturated, that makes it super easy for a tree to fall over. So you would see entire neighborhoods right. where trees had blocked the intersections or... Uh, the interstate had uh, part of it washed out right in right near where I, I'm at, and so you couldn't get under the to I four there because it was just completely you know closed off because part of it had washed out, and this you've got flooding and things like that. But we didn't have I think near the devastation that um, definitely didn't have the devastation that Houston had. Didn't have anywhere near what Puerto Rico just went through, even the last time, let alone right now. 
Um, so yeah, we were pretty fortunate with where we were. The studio shut down for the weekend, which was great. They do, they, I mean, they're great to us here. They gave us the Friday off to prep, um, the Monday off because that's when the storm was rolling through. And you know, they said if you need to stay home to do whatever, take the time you need to take, and, and we'll be here ready to go uh, when you're back. Um, so they, they, they took, they did a, did right by us that way. You know, ultimate team. We kept the servers going the entire time. We had people in our Austin nice. office keeping things rolling, putting out content. Uh, our community is amazing. They completely understood. They were like, "Don't worry about putting out content. Stay safe." Like, yeah, right. I can wait for a team of the week to come out for another couple of days. Keep yourself. I'm actually know. really happy to hear that because that's not what it I know. Reasonable, but that's but that's fantastic to hear. But that. I think that goes back to the conversation we were having earlier, where all of the work that we've done with the community and with people to endear ourselves more has paid off in the fact that they're not just sitting there going, I don't care where you live, put my stuff up, you know? Right. Um, <laughs> you know, it's much more human interaction now of, you know, we're people that they know and they feel like we're friends with people in the community to where they care about what we're doing. And it's not just EA versus the community. We're all in one big happy family together. So yeah, we were very fortunate really uh, of, of, of how it could have been. And you know, it's, it's the peak of hurricane season right now. So we're going to get another one. I'm yeah. sure. Um, there were three in the Atlantic at one point recently. Um, so you just watch them and see, but that's what it is. But yeah, you know, I, I'm also the worst cause I've grown up here. I've lived in Florida my entire life, lived in Orlando for all but four of my years. Um, <laughs> so they, I'm just kind of like, Oh, hurricane's coming. Cool. Like, you know, um, but that's also (laughs) past the jelly, but that goes back to the whole thing of like, never let them see you sweat. Right. Because behind the scenes, I've done all the preparation I need to do. I'm taking care of everything, but then there's all you can do is wait. There's no point of fretting over something that's just going to happen. And so you do everything you can to be as ready as you can be. And then you deal with the aftermath once it's there. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of being as ready as you can be, um, I don't know if you've heard recently about Microsoft's plans for the intelligent download um, where they're basically allowing you to download games and packages. Oh yes. Yeah. So, um, you know, one of the things that they talked about, one of the examples that they used was for FIFA, Mm -hmm. um, a game that is internationally renowned. um, One of the largest selling games uh, internationally, annually um, where, they are going to allow you to download just the language pack, uh, per se, for your localized your localized region. Um, and obviously, that's going to cut down on a, on a lot of stuff. Um, the NFL is getting bigger. Um, it's you know not quite the international game that that FIFA is or even the NBA is, um, but it is getting bigger, especially in North America. Um, primarily there every time we talk about uh, teams moving um, in in the NFL NFL teams moving or or expansion uh, Mexico City comes up mm-hmm. um, you know obviously you know uh, our, our uh, hearts and thoughts out to everyone in Mexico City that's that's dealing with things um, are there thoughts about possibly adding a Spanish commentary track for both? Uh, Mexican Madden fans and for uh, domestic Madden fans who, you know, whose primary language is Spanish or maybe just wants to play play Madden and hear Spanish commentary. Yeah, no, that's an interesting uh, thought. I, th- I want to say it was Madden 09 
We had yes. a, we had a Madden Espanol. Um, yes. Where um, I think, oh man, he went to Northwest when he played for the Chargers. I can't recall his name. Was on the cover, um, but uh, Castillo might have been the last name. But yeah, so we we we, mm. we had gone. We tried that uh, and localized it completely to be a hundred percent, you know, Spanish. And we we had tried that, and at the time, I don't think everybody the market wasn't there for it, right? Uh, the NFL was just trying to branch out and to get into these uh, different markets other than just the U.S. Um, so it's not there yet, and we haven't really had um, a big push to do that, or there hasn't been a, a big groundswell to do that yet, but everything's possible. Um, and so I think that's something that we could very well look at in the future. But I think also, too, to your point, the interesting part of being able to download certain aspects of the game or certain parts of the game, I think, I don't know if it was last week, Tony, I think you had mentioned that you have a two terabyte drive that's already filled. Um, and <laughs> we're all in the same boat because now we're moving to this digital world where you, right. you've not, you don't have as many physical discs. You download everything. And patches keep coming out and the game keeps getting bigger and bigger and this footprint gets larger and larger. And you, know, you start with something that was you know, 50 gig, for example, whatever. Right, right, and then through the course of the year, through downloadable content, you're at 150. You're like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. I don't need yep. all of this stuff. There's certain things maybe I don't want. So it's amazing from the console world to be able to get to a point where you can pick and choose. Maybe I don't want this, or I do want this, or do games get to that a la carte spot where maybe I'm just interested in Ultimate Team and franchise, and I don't want anything else. I just get those pieces and everything else that goes along with it. It's it's an emerging piece. I don't think we have figured out yet where we're going to go, but right. we'd be foolish to say, well, we, we ship with everything, and that's how we've always done it, and that's how we'll always continue to do it, because those that refrain from changing with the times are going to be the ones that are left behind, so... Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think you, the best way to get all of this kind of figured out is just send out USB keys to everybody. <laughs> right. Just, just, just forget digital. Yeah. Forget forget disk. Just put it on on, on big uh, USB keys and send those out to folks. But Khalif, hold on. Um, you say that, but remember yeah. Final Fantasy 15 on PC. Oh well, yeah, yeah they're special. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I say that I say that in, in, in special ways. Um, one of one of the things that we have been uh, paying attention to, uh, just being on Twitter and being in the space and, and being black, has been the conversation around Colin Kaepernick this year and his his um, uh, blackballing, as as we kind of believe it to be. I don't I don't think anybody who's really paying attention to all the things that have been surrounding the the conversation around him at this point think that this is just coincidence right. and, and kind of been uh, something that we were just like, hey, that guy's not good enough to play in the NFL when we see a lot of folks who are not even third stringers <laughs> getting jobs these, these days. <laughs> What's the kind of conversation around how or if even Madden, the game, or even EA uh, having this, not controversy, but having this conversation be a part of the landscape in football um, is that something that folks are even talking about in the office? Is that something that um, the NFL, you know, are, maybe they're like, hey, if this if this happens, how do you deal with it? Will it be like one of those things from on high that's like, hey, you know, if Cap gets in, uh, you got to go put him in or maybe we don't want to. What's the kind of conversation around, you know, just him and, and, and the state of the game uh, and, and Madden for that. Yeah, point. you know, uh, I mean, it, it is a, a very interesting topic um, to be on the sidelines of, but also have a part in, in that we are a video game. Yeah. 
We do have Colin Kaepernick in the game. He's a free agent right now. You can go and sign him right now to be on any team. Uh, you can be the owner who signs him right now, today. You can go into Madden right. and make him the starting quarterback <laughs> of your team. Um, but, no, I, I, you know, we treat him just like any other player because in our world he is just like any other player. Um, you know, mm. so he there, there's no special sauce or anything. I mean, he's one of the few guys in our games. He's one of three guys in our games that have their tattoos. Um, we did that a couple a, a number of years ago, um, and and you know he, there they are. He's still got him. We didn't remove him from the game or anything else. He is there to be able to be put in. And so for us, um, you know, when I look at at just me being Ben Hommer, the fan of football, and I look at the teams that are signing these backup quarterbacks, I don't understand why he doesn't have a job on on merit alone. It's it, it has nothing to do mm. with his play on the field. I think that is. Not arguable at this point. Um, but you look at situations where he won't be able to go to Miami no matter what the situation is because he chose to wear that, wear that Fidel Castro T-shirt, and that's a very sensitive right. subject for them down mm. in Miami. Mm. So to say, oh, they should have signed him over Jay Cutler, I think that's a little bit more nuanced than just being able to say he's a better quarterback than Jay. But at this point, I mean, it's not about his play on the field, and that's unfortunate. Um, and so, I, you know, for us – it's about making sure that he is still in the game as long as he's still an active player and that the moment he gets signed by a team, that next roster update, he'll be there and ready to go. But if you know, until that point, he's still there as a free agent and able to be subbed in and, and put in. So if you are on, on the Dolphins and you do want to have him as your quarterback, there is nothing stopping you from doing that. I, I Before Reef, I know Reef has a question, but before Reef has a question, I just have to ask this question. Uh, ben, is Ryan Nasib in the game? Ryan Nassib, uh, is it Nassib or Nassib? I, I, I don't know. I that name in I forever. don't know. He, and, he, this is, and that's what makes it more infuriating. I'll get to my to, <laughs> to why it's infuriating in a second. But is that guy in the game? The former Syracuse quarterback, because for me it's always where they went to school. Um, that's right. I, I believe if – because he's not on an active roster. He's not on a practice squad. So he would probably be in as a free agent as well. Uh, so he is on an active roster oh, now well, because today he was signed – by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they thought that Blake Bortles was no good. They thought Chad <laughs> Henney was no good. So they went out and got Ryan Nassib or Nassib, right. the guy from Syracuse, uh, he, the guy who's not Donovan McNabb, um, who played who played uh, quarterback at uh, Syracuse over Colin Kaepernick. Um, interestingly enough, their owner – as uh, the only owner of color in right. in the NFL, yeah. said he'd have no problem signing Colin Kaepernick. The problem, though, is his vice president of football operations is Tom Coughlin, uh, formerly of the uh. New York Giants, who said he will not uh, that Colin Kaepernick will not be playing for them. And when asked why, he told everybody, um, "How about them Cowboys?" That was, wow. I mean, he, he literally had, he just said, because I said so. He turned into your mom. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so, I mean, going back to to your point that it's, it is clear it is not uh, his play on the field that is keeping him off the field. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if you're going to make the argument of the play on the field that you have a starter and you don't want. A, to bring in a backup who could potentially challenge and disrupt the locker room for from a football on the field perspective, okay, you get about five percent credit for that. 
But that's not the reason why he's not on the team right now. So to, to, to make that statement or to say that we thought this – Dan Ravlosky, right? The guy who's famous right. for running out of the back of his own end zone accidentally for a safety right. gets signed. Like, mm-hmm. I, it just – yeah, it, it, it's – there's there, – you know, it's, 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 a, it's not something that anybody who's involved from our side wants to defend or has to defend or, or will defend. Yeah, yeah, nice. and and the 49ers just lost uh, again. So, uh, oh, good. Todd Gurley had a hell of a game, didn't he? Todd Gurley today. Woo. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, 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 yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do think that you know, like we're talking about his like play on the field. I do think that people do like to introduce the argument that owners in any sport don't like a circus, you know, so that they will tend to avoid players that sort of. You know, like have all of the you know media and like controversy kind of following them. But I'll say that I do think this situation is particular because even other people that have had circuses like Michael Vick and Ocho Cinco and these other players, they still get signed. You know, yeah. And there's yeah. always a big, you know, you know, it's a big argument, and the media goes crazy, and newspapers write all this stuff, but you know, when it comes down to it, you know, ownership and, and people that they, they, they want their teams to win, you know, it's, um, but I think and, also and they're going to sign someone talented. I, I think also too, it's the fear of losing money. That's the driving force for a lot of these guys too, right. because another circus who did get signed over and over again was Tim Tebow. And yes, he right. was, he was, and you look at him right now, uh-huh. he's playing minor league baseball. Right. <laughs> and that's a circus itself. <laughs> but he brings the circus that brings the tickets and brings the money in. Whereas I probably the fear deep down in these guys is that if I sign him, that will then, then I will wind up having a backlash to where I'm going to potentially lose money on this deal. And, and, there, and, and to not stand up and do the right thing just because of that, I think is, is a lot of where it is too. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So um, one, one thing, you know, I feel like the, cap situation kind of highlights a broader um, thing that we've seen a lot in the mainstream media, especially about how the NFL this season has taken a bit of a status hit in terms of not only like viewership and uh, that kind of stuff, but like they've just been kind of, you know, been under attack from, you know, from, uh, you know, like as like the prestige of being like this thing that, that a lot of Americans watch and take, pride and i feel like that that you know has kind of been attacked a lot more this season than i've seen it in, in like uh, previous years is that something that you guys as making sort of the premier you know the only nfl licensed football game is it something that you guys think about when you're building your marketing plans and your estimations for you know sales and numbers and like all that stuff is it something that that affects you as as uh, game devs well, I, I think it works both ways with us in the NFL is that, yes, we're looking at the NFL and trying to, you know, make the best possible game to show off the NFL. But the NFL is looking to us to say, we need you guys to help bring some of that youth into the sport and be fans of the sport and be the huh. conduit to do that because that's where the NBA is killing everybody right now. The NBA right. is the king of youth culture and they go out of their way to do things like make it so easy to put amazing clips up on Twitter of individual people can go make their own clips and put them up there. Whereas the NFL still under that policy of if it's not right. coming from an official NFL channel, it's getting pulled down 
Um, and so it's, it's really trying to work with them to understand what do we need to do to help get eyeballs to your product and in turn, what can we do to help get eyeballs back over to us in the same way? But, you know, I, I think it's, it's a lot of that is trying to figure out what is the sport of football? Because it is under attack in a lot of ways right now because of the years of ignorance, either willful ignorance or just, you know, kind of just turning the blind eye to everything. Um, the sport is going through some changes and figuring out what it's going to be in 20 years versus where it is right now. Um and so I think with us, we're trying to figure out how that's evolving and adapting as well to put the game in the best way it can be. And, and you know, it's it's interesting just to kind of – there's all sorts of consideration or thoughts of why are the, the ratings declining or, um, you know, what can we do to, to bring football back? And I, I don't think football will ever go away, but I think that mm-hmm. we'll see some differences. You're seeing players more cognizant of what it's doing to their bodies. Um, and and retiring Mm -hmm. early. And maybe you're not going to see these 10-year careers anymore. You might see people play long enough to get get their money and get out. Um, Because it is life-changing money if you do it right. Right. Uh, And so that's a lot of things for these guys because you see a lot of the players, they're coming from little to nothing, getting into the NFL, getting all this money, and they're not taught along the way the proper ways to manage that money, so they get this instant wealth and then – blow it all and they're bankrupt and the, the, the bankruptcy rate for pro athletes is out of control. Right. Um, right. So I think that's a part of the, their piece is the, the education of that. And I kind of, we're kind of off on a weird tangent over here, but uh, no, 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 good. no, it's good. It's you good. know, um, it's yeah. one of those things where I think it's everybody getting real about what this sport is and how, you know, there's conversations now about um, just, it's, it's, it's at the press level. It's not quite at the league level that I'm aware of, but um, kickoffs. Should kickoffs be abolished from football? Because that's kind wow. of that last play that has your highest of impact. You've got people sprinting mm-hmm. on head-on collisions, you know, as fast right. as they can. Right. Full, um, yeah. And and you have that was where Eric Legrand at Rutgers got um, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you know got uh, mm-hmm. paralyzed, and and paralyzed, that's where you see yeah. a lot of big injuries happening from that. So is that something that? is removed from the game within a, the game of football in a few years in the effort to make it safer. And what are the ramifications from that? Because if you do that, then how do you handle say onside kicks um, right. or the momentum swing that can come as a, as a Florida state guy, we owe a champ, national championship to Kermit Whitfield returning a kick against Auburn to spring the momentum to get us back into that game. If you don't have returns, would that have ever happened? Um, right. So, you know, it, I think there's a lot of questions about, the sport itself. And I think it's going to take people who are truly passionate and care about the sport to figure out how it's going to, to carry on. Cause if you think about the history of football and go way back to the early 1900s, Teddy Roosevelt wanted to abolish football because college kids that were playing, cause it started out in those Ivy league schools, there were deaths on the field because of how violent that right. game was and the rules adapted and it changed. And that's what has right. to happen here. And in the in the element of safety, the the equipment is so good now that players don't even really think about the fact that they're going to go head first into somebody else, and you know not even think about because they're 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 missiles, right? With with the the protection, right. right? So have we gone too far? That's the one side of it. Have we gone too far with protection? That if you put them back in the helmets that they had in the seventies, they think a little bit more about you know mm. getting their bell rung. <laughs> but even outside of that. 
you know, guys do now think about the long-term effect of what they're going to do. You do see that in tackling. There are a lot more broken tackles because guys are not willing to just stick their head out there and, you know, sacrifice themselves just for that one. And then you've got guys like Pete Carroll, which are teaching a whole different style of tackling, that rugby style. That's becoming more of the popular way Mm. is don't lead with your head. Get on the side of a guy and drag him down. Don't stop his momentum and push him backwards. Just take him down. You might give up an extra yard, but you're going to be a lot healthier. He's going to be a lot healthier, and the game will continue on. So I think things like that are starting to bubble up and starting to become more popular to really try to affect the sport and keep it in a in a, in a realm where it's still the game that we love, but it's not going to get our guys that are playing it you know, with debilitating injuries right. and not knowing where they are when they're 45. And there's a story of Merrill Hodge. Uh, had so many concussions right. that when the phone, when the doorbell rang, he'd pick up his phone because, like, that's in his head. There was a misfire mm. that thought he thought the phone was ringing. Um, that's a, a horrible thing to hear that a guy put himself through that. Um, and and you don't want to see that happen to to these guys because yes, mm. they do have a bit of going into it knowing what the the effects are, but you're only now really understanding those effects, and we don't even really fully understand CTE, for example. I mean, they're saying now Aaron Hernandez. That was the story today, Aaron Hernandez, CTE. Uh, But we don't know, did he get that from football? What did he get that from? Do I have CTE because I played in high school? Or did people who never play, because people who have never played football aren't putting their brains through the same studies. So I think there's just a lot of not not things, you know, things that aren't known yet about things. So, you know, the the sport of football right now is very popular to make the, you know, to, to pick at. Uh, and the NFL is particular because it's in a no-win situation. If uh, you know if Ezekiel Elliott doesn't get suspended, then the NFL gets lambasted for not being hard on Ezekiel Elliott for potential issue that he had. If he does get suspended, right. which he did, they get lambasted because well, this guy got this punishment and this guy got this punishment, and it, it, it just it's a lot of times a no-win situation for them. Um, so I don't envy that spot, but they put themselves in that situation a lot too. So. They know that they have to take the hit, the criticism that comes with being that lead dog. Well, and for the folks at home, just let them let them know what CTEs are. So that is, and I'm going to butcher this one too. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, that's what the currently uh, CTE is really kind of the, the considered the effects that happen to your brain based on head trauma, which happen in football over and over again. The amount of blunt force trauma that happens. When you're colliding with somebody, helmet to helmet, that's where you see protection on a lot of those things of trying to limit helmet to helmet hits or things like that. They're, they're going to cause your brain to rattle around in your skull and do damage to it. And what are the long-term effects of that from memory loss to migraines to just, I mean, guys having really poor quality of life later on in the years because of the impacts that they had from playing the game. I mean, it's it, man. It's it's so many things that man. I wish I had you on here for like another three hours. <laughs> so many things, so many things to like dig into on that end because it feels it feels like from the from the kind of moderate watcher mm-hmm. of the NFL that if you were to ask them and tell them all those stories, the ones you just rattled off, that it feels like the NFL is more worried about you having a, a celebration on the field than you being hurt for the rest of your life in some ways. And I know that there are there are parts of that that are I'm being a little bit hyperbolic sure. in that, but I feel like 
the conversations over the years have we seen that there's kind of just now getting to places where they feel like they can kind of admit that there was some wrongdoing or at least not wrongdoing, but maybe a look, like a little bit of a look to the side because the money was so good for so long. Um, it's interesting to see that those conversations are kind of coming up and, and being um, really kind of at the forefront of, of the conversation around football right now. Um, interestingly enough, something I just thought about um, replaying again the, the conversation that we had a little bit early in the beginning of the show about what the NFL will let you do and how they are kind of thinking about, you know, your your product as being something that is showcasing um, their sport and their product. Do you ever think that or and I'm probably the answer to this is there's been the political protests that have been kind of jumping up in in uh, in the past couple of weeks um, and even kind of even before that a little bit, you know, pre preseason and stuff like that. With all the things that they are super touchy about the NFL, do you ever think that if there was like a kneeling animation that happened before <laughs> wow. that <laughs> wow that that like cuz like I just thought about that I was like you know if there was like hey like of all the things that are in the game right now that are that are super you know you can't show the car crash you can't have the dude peeing on the side of the road where they're like where they're like hey we see you we see that thing would do you think that that would be a huge red flag to say like okay national anthem's happening this one character is going to kneel like it's on the edge of the field. You don't even see like ESRB is not even looking at it. They're like, you didn't even see like, it's like a dude on the corner and you have like the flyby cam and it's like stadium cam. And that one dude is kneeling during the, the, the national anthem. Do you think that that would cause controversy controversy in, in, you know, in the offices in the NFL? Like, would they come at you guys and be like, what the hell was well, that? So I also appreciate the fact that you didn't stick me with, come on, guys, if it's in the game, it's in the game. Because that is what right, I right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, no, I think that would be something that, you know, our current construct of the game is you go from loading in. We have uh, a new feature this year where you've got kind of some upcuts of tunnel runouts and maybe some exteriors of the stadium to show off some of those pieces. Um, and then you cut right to kickoff, right? We don't even have the coin toss anymore. We got rid of that a couple of years ago just to try to speed things up. So in the current construct of Madden, um, and this is my way of cheaping out of the answer, is that we don't have a, we don't have a way to have that. Um, but to, to, in the realistic way of answering how we would go about that is if we wanted to add a um, national anthem, part of the introduction, uh, and we wanted to have players who have chosen in the real world to take a knee during that, and we want to be as authentic as possible because that's what we do, we would have to have that conversation up front with the NFL, explain to them that's what we want to do. We would have that conversation with the NFLPA and explain that's what we want to do to make sure that they are both comfortable with what we're doing, and then we move forward from there. And so um, that's, I think, the progress of what we would wind up going through is this is what we want to do. This is why we want to do it. This is a real thing that's happening. Um, and we feel like, you know, it's a part that we have to put in the game to be as authentic as possible. And we would state that case and, and it would be a, a, you know, a constant conversation to make sure that they're comfortable with what we're doing. I, I don't and, and this is in all honesty, I don't think it would be a flat out. No, you can never do that. Um, I oh, okay. do believe that there would be a conversation. They might not be the happiest about it to, because we sure. are helping to, you know, to, to mention things or bringing up things that aren't the most uh, glorious parts of the game that they want to promote right now, right? But it is something that's real, sure. and we do try to, to be as realistic as possible. So that conversation I would be more than willing to have to be able to, to do it uh, if that's something that we decided we wanted to, to go and do. 
Um, and I do think it would, I, I don't know where it would end up ultimately. I don't, you know, want to get in a projection business of saying that they would be open to it and ultimately shut it down at the end, or they would just, I, I just know for a fact from knowing them that they would listen to the conversation. They would want to hear why we want to do it. Um, and they, they would give it an honest thought and, and we'd go from there. So what would be harder to get in really yeah. quickly? Kneeling athlete or Beyonce halftime show? The- <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, because I got to have the money to pay Beyonce to get her rights to show up in the game. Because <laughs> right, 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 right. right. she's not showing up just to be there, right? But uh, we we could get yeah, Beyonce yeah. well okay. before we could get Janet Jackson. I'll say that much. But uh, oh, really? <laughs> true, true, true on that. True on that. See, you, you just messed me all up. I'm like, what? What can I follow up with that question? <laughs> Um, but you know, I've been thinking like, as we've been talking, you know, and I'm going to kind of bring it back to me as a laps player or anyone else's laps from Madden, because you talked about how hard it is to play it, you know, is it now where the game makes sense? Let's say if I say I've done my four or five hours of story content and I really do want to learn how to play the game. Is there a good way to do that in game or do I have to kind of go back and go find other resources? Yeah. Uh, there is a, a feature called skills trainer that teaches you all of the mechanics of the game, teaches you how to spin, how to juke, how to do all of those things, um, and teaches you also how to read defenses and some of those you know elements that make you a smarter player. Um, so I would highly recommend you, as a last player, to go in and check that out and play through those, those drills to learn more about how the game operates. Um, that and just going into the practice mode and just labbing right there on your own and playing... Um, are probably the best two ways to, to get in and, and really figure out the nuances of the game. And then it's just a matter of going out and playing the CPU. And don't be afraid. It's not an ego thing to put it on a lower difficulty to play the CPU when you're getting your feet wet and figuring out the game. Go ahead and do it. Um, and then as you get better, bump it up and then bump it up and bump it up. And maybe eventually you'll get comfortable enough to go play somebody online. Um and you'll get your beat. You'll get fifty six nothing. You never want to do it again. But then there's also playing somebody on the couch next to you uh, is a great way to learn the game too because they probably have a similar skill level to you that you can have a fun game. Um, but yeah, no, I would definitely say skills trainer is the way to go as a, a lapsed gamer or someone new to Madden that played that long shot experience, went into a game and felt a little overwhelmed, and then said, "Okay, what else do I do?" That's the spot you go to to learn right. the, the mechanics and figure things out. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, you know, that's an investment in a game. And if I only get, you know, the story mode, which looks cool, like I said, I, I watched Sharif play it. If if the game is too difficult, and I have no shame in turning down the difficulty. I am sure. such a filthy casual. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's good to hear because it makes me interested in it again. And I hope that's kind of like where you all were going with that. Because yeah. so many games, especially I think sports games, assume that, You've been playing since the first release. You've been playing <laughs> every year. You're just gonna like jump in. I tried to play NHL. I was so lost. Yeah. Well, I think that's the other difficult part with sports games is they're all very contextual to the sport, and the control mm-hmm. schemes don't lend themselves to other genres. If you're playing a first-person shooter game, nobody's saying that in this game. Well, left trigger shooting for us, but right trigger shooting for other games. No, everyone kind of follows the same basic thing so that you can pick up the game. Uh, and, and feel comfortable right away when you're playing a, 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 you know, a first-person shooter. Um, if you're going and you're playing 2K 
and then you jump over and play Madden. That's a completely different control set. Um, and every the buttons are the same, but everything is done differently because they're completely different sports. And then if you go and jump in and play MLB The Show, now you've got a completely different set of sport, of controls. And when you're on offense, it's different than when you're on defense. It's different than when you're on special teams. Like, yeah, the context switching you have to do to play a sports game is very different than a lot of other genres. And I think that's probably where the difficulty comes in for a lot of people is that it's it's overwhelming and it's so different that you know and so fast too that you're looking at the screen and you look at the controller and look at the screen and you're sacked. And so if you don't <laughs> you know yep. I've been there. So and there. so yep. and then if you're also if you play, you know, if you're cross cross functional you play on Xbox and you play on uh, on PlayStation, and you, you know for the most part everything's the same except for that X button. And so you see that X button pop up, and your just muscle memory just right. hits something that is right. X on PS4, but it's not X on on, on Xbox One. So you know, <laughs> so, so then you wind up throwing an interception because of that. So right. there's a lot of different challenges yeah. that we have to overcome. But yeah, skills trainer. Going back to that original point is is where you go to learn how to play the game uh, and and those, all those mechanics. All right, I may have to give it a shot. I may have to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. So, uh, so Ben, Madden has had you guys have had the longest relationship with with an outside vendor, um, with with Madden than any other company in in video games. So you're going on thirty years of this relationship with the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to believe that this this relationship is is. It's a two-way street. It is definitely reciprocal. It's, it, there's there's some symbiosis there. Um, viewership viewership on the NFL is down. It was down last year. It's down. It's trending downward this year. Um, there was recently an article that was uh, posted that said more men more men in the United States, eighteen to twenty five, watch esports than they do actual sports and in fact esports is is only behind movies in terms of uh viewership numbers and viewership hours uh for for men within that demographic um are you guys talking about how you can leverage your esports i mean we talked about the last time you were on here uh talking about how esports is is sports mm-hmm. you know and and um, are there talks like are, are you guys going to use some of your leverage to to kind of create a new version of that Madden bus series that that happened uh, back in the day that was right. so awesome yeah. on ESPN? Um, you know, something something that will kind of invigorate that that demographic, uh, which, you know, I've got to believe for for the Madden franchise is one of your core demographics, 18 to 25 U.S. males. Yeah. Um, but but uh, t- to kind of uh, energize that that demographic into watching your into watching your game being played to hopefully help translate that into viewers uh, for the actual product on the field uh, that you're trying to emulate. Yeah. You know, I, I think. uh the, the rise of esports and the growth of that and the popularity there, you know, we definitely see that as an area that you know, we want to have our stake in that. We, you know, we want to sell out the garden and have people there to right. watch nice. Madden. Um, right. and, and that's a, a campaign that we're starting. We're in our third year of doing that. And it's getting bigger and more 
and more pieces behind it. And you're starting to have, um, you know, our, our players are becoming, you know, almost many celebrities in that, in that environment. Sometimes for, for detriment, we talked about that, uh, offline. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, we, yes, we did that sometimes, uh, when you become a thrust into the spotlight, um, it might not be the best thing. Your mouth, your mouth passes. <laughs> right, right. Your mouth, your mouth so writes those, you some checks at your butt. Those are a lot of the bus. growing pains that you go through when you, you know, when you're starting out something new like this. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think the NFL would love to see us help bring eyeballs back to to the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, I mean, you know, and I think we can do that in a in a way that might be a little bit different than the conventional ways because you get people hooked into the NFL to, by playing Madden and loving it, and then they in turn on Sunday turn on their television and go back to it. Um, right. But in the world of cord cutting, who knows if people will be going to their television anymore, or maybe <laughs> Amazon's just going to buy the rights to everything and we're just going to go to Amazon to watch everything because now they're trying to right, get the, right. <laughs> the English Premier League, right? So, right. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's, it's I think those numbers are kind of a state of the, the change in viewership just across the, on, on television. Um, right. and, and that's just a part of it is, is that, and also too, you know, we always like to say stick to sports, but politics have become such a front force thing that they're pulling eyeballs that way. And, you know, you kind of think too, like we always joke about a president, uh, if you look at a president from inauguration day and a picture of him four years or eight years later, how they've aged <laughs> 30 years, <laughs> every one of us is going to look like we've aged 30 years by the time these four years are up, you know, it's right, like, right, that's right. happening, that, it's reverse, it's happening to us. Um, that's right, exactly. You know, uh, because, you know, you sit there, there's so many things that happen on a daily basis that you just can't, you shake your head at now that, you know, one day today is two months worth of content and any other time previous, right? Right. So you've got these, all these things that are competing for your time. Um, and so, you know, from the NFL, you're competing with uh, everything else to get people to watch us as Madden. We're competing with all the other things that you can do, be it video games or Netflix or everything else. It's all a competition for time. And how can we help the NFL? How can the NFL help us so that we both prosper from that? Yeah, just yeah. just so, I just want to say this, keeping it in sports. Hey, Ben, the president of the United States used to own the New York, New Jersey Generals. <laughs> yeah. He also killed the USFL. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he did. He did. He, he's, he's also going to kill the U.S. of A. So, so, you know, it's consistent. So, you know, there we go. The track record's there, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it'll be a long shot in a lot of ways for us in the USA for a very long time. <laughs> One question before we let you go. Um, I know that you've been you've – been, rocking with us for a very long time and we're super happy that you listen to the show and besides the fact you come on every year and hang out with us and and, and are a guest um who would be an nfl player that games that you would like to see on our show so that we can interview them you know who you gotta get on ocho cinco chad johnson he is Uh. he is the best he I mean, he's talk about a character. I mean, he. <laughs> who yeah. knows where the conversation is going to go with, with Chad? <laughs> um, he is a huge gamer, loves Madden. He's a FIFA guy through and through. And like, you'll hear really? stories about huh. he'll be somewhere. He'll be like, "Hey, I'm in Cincinnati, wherever you know. Uh, who wants to play FIFA?" And he'll like let them know where what, a, what where his hotel is, and like, <laughs> kids will come out and play him in FIFA. 
Um, he, what? He doesn't, I mean, because he's got this great relationship with his fans that, like, he doesn't care. He's like, yeah, I'll play anybody. I'll go to your house, sure. Like, you got FIFA? I'll come, I'll come over. <laughs> like, he's the best. Oh, I love Chad. And, like, you know, we had him for one day on the long shot set, um, you know, for, for, for right. his, his, his piece there. And through a circum of events, the, the person who was, ori- it was originally going to be Chad, we didn't think we were going to be able to get him, so we looked at a different player. That player fell through at the last moment, and so we're in Los Angeles shooting. Chad's in Miami, and he's just like, yeah, I'll hop on a flight tonight. I'll be there tomorrow. And just showed up and did his wow. thing, and then, and then dipped out that same day and flew back to Miami. So, like... <laughs> that's a, it's, that's it's amazing, great. right? Like, I, and and gave us the, an amazing performance. Was so much fun, and you know, like, just was totally like, yeah, I'll do that. Sure, that sounds like fun. I'll, I'll fly out there tonight to be there tomorrow to do the shooting and leave, like, on no notice. Wow, um, that's so whereas, dope. like, I'm sitting there as the producer of this thing, going, okay, my former NFL star that I need just no showed me essentially the day before, <laughs> like. <laughs> what are we going to do here? Because we only have studio time for so much, such, you know, this has to shoot this day. Um, so that was a good time for sure. Nice. Nice. I'm calling out Phil McConkey right now. I knew it was Phil right, McConkey. Phil McConkey. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm calling him out. I'm, I'm really glad that you brought up FIFA as well. Cause so on September 29th, FIFA drops for the switch. Yeah. Right. Right. Now I played this at um, EA play um, during E3, and I was very pleasantly surprised at you know at the rendition of it. You know, it's not using frostbite, and it's right. you know I, I definitely have some issues with not having the journey, but the sure. overall core game it was a very good sort of you know mobile rendition of it. Um, I know EA is going to be looking very carefully at the sales of that. Um, but I'm really, I know you can't announce platforms, I'm not trying, to, <laughs> not trying to put you on the spot, but yeah, just, just like I did last year when I made my case for, you know, Madden on a Nintendo console, I think Madden 19 on the switch right next to FIFA 19, maybe right next to NBA live 19. <laughs> awesome. Just think about it. Cause I'm I- really enjoying 2k 18 on the switch. Would love, love, love to see Matt on there. So, I, you know, just, I, just yeah, you know. I love where your head's at. I, I, I there is no announcement <laughs> for sure. Um, oh, but we are, but but we are watching. <laughs> I, obviously, we want to be on as many platforms as we can be on. Right, like Madden right now, just being on Xbox One and PlayStation Four is kind of interesting. Right, that a triple A title, a major dog like that, is just on two. Um, I don't. I, I see us wanting to expand to do things. I don't know what when that's going to be or what exact platform that's going to be. But yeah, we're definitely watching the Switch. And you know, I I know so many people here who have lost so much time into Zelda and fell in love with the Switch from that. And now we're looking at you know some of these other games coming out that are ports that are not traditional Nintendo titles like your 2K or like your FIFA coming over. And yeah, I you know it's we're definitely monitoring and watching what they're doing. You know, I'd be lying to you if I haven't been kind of mulling over in my head what I would do as a if I were to put together a, a pitch for what Madden would look like on the Switch. Um, but it's just it's it's too early to say what we're going to do yet. Um, right. So yeah, I, I think we're all looking at that same thing and saying, okay, wh- where is our place on there if there is one? Uh, because I think that's been a problem for us as EA on the whole and Nintendo for a while now is that you know we just haven't really done much there. Um, and, and we looked at the Wii and that was, you know, it for a while. We didn't do much with the Wii U. Like there's, it's been a long time since we did a lot with Nintendo and I would love to see us 
get back in with them and do a lot more with them because there's a lot of gamers that are only getting Nintendo uh, consoles that aren't exposed to what we're doing and haven't played maybe haven't played Madden since getting ahead of GameCube. Um, and that's crazy to think about mm. that, that we've lost all those people that have not come over to keep playing because they are Nintendo gamers or they're PC gamers and they don't play on Xbox One or PlayStation 4. Yeah, well, uh, you know, all good things, right? We have we have uh, surpassed the two minute warning. <laughs> we have we have, uh, we have come come to an end of yet another show, episode one hundred and ninety one. Uh, ben Harmilla, it is it is always great to speak to you, whether it is on the air or off the air. Um, you are you are definitely one of my favorite people. Um, so, you know, keep, keep, keeping on, keep, keeping it up, keep listening to your hip hop. No, yeah. We will talk off, we will talk offline about, uh, what you're listening to and, uh, what, what music from the soundtracks is being piped through, uh, the Tiburon Studios. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. <laughs> and I can't believe, I, I completely forgot, Reef, I didn't know you were in Atlanta back in Labor Day. I was there for the yes. Florida State Alabama game. Had I known... We would have definitely caught up, but I found out after the fact when I heard that would have been great because as much as we've had fun talking here, we've only been able to do it online so far. I can't wait for the day that we all be able to get together, have a drink, and hang out. Absolutely. 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 So, uh, so Ben, before we let you go, um, you know, obviously, two things. One, um, you know, we've, we've spent... A good amount of time talking about Madden. I want you to make the sales pitch for for those people that are still on the fence about why they should go out and get Madden NFL 18 this year. Um, I also want you to uh, shout out anyone that you want to shout out and also give your social media business uh, so that people can know how to find you. Yeah, sure thing. So if you are somebody who loves story, first and foremost, loves the sport of football, this is the game for you to pick up because that long shot experience is going to be something that you have never felt before. You've never experienced before. You didn't know that Madden could make you cry, right? Like that's one of the things that we've talked about. (laughs) Um, And outside of that too, if you just love the sport of football, there's so many different things that you can do. That's what I love about a sports video game is that it is not a campaign and put it away and I'm never going to touch it again game. You can play the game year-round and have a different experience every time you pick up that controller. So if you are a, a gamer at heart that loves football and you haven't touched Madden maybe for a couple of years or you've never touched Madden, this is the time to jump in because the game has never been more accessible to you with that arcade mode, um, You know, giving that skills trainer to be able to teach you how to play the game. And Longshot is something that you know we're all extremely proud of just because it's – the most in-depth thing that we've ever tackled. And to, to, to put something like that uh, out there. Nice pun. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, no, it just, it, there, there was so much heart that was put into that mode that I really feel like it comes through that I want people to experience it for themselves to see what that's like. And, you know, um, shout outs. I mean, Shout out to my new quarterback, Justin Blackman, who's going to start for Florida State on Saturday against SC State for the first time. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but there we go. That's, and, um, you know, Dalvin Cook tearing it up in the NFL. Love, love seeing that as well. Um, but, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Hall Miller. Um, I don't tweet a tremendous amount. 
Um, but I'm on there a bunch, and if you've got questions or whatever, hit me up because I'll definitely get back to you, though. Word, awesome. word, awesome. And word. And uh, our social media business, um, if you guys want to check out, um, follow us on the show, you can go to spawnon.me. That's our main website. Follow us on Twitter at spawnonme, on Facebook, spawnonme podcast. Um, all those profiles will link to our individual, um, you know, our uh, social media platforms as well. Um, additionally, um, Tanya stuff you can find at uh, I Need Diverse Games as well, the uh, awesome nonprofit that uh, she runs. Um, and uh, and yeah, uh, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, and spawnonme podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to send us a email, um, once again, if you're listening to the audio version, we record these live at twitch.tv slash spawn on me every Thursday, uh, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. Um, so if like you want to see the uh, video versions of uh, see interrupting people with questions, um, then, then <laughs> like you can uh, come in and uh, see that. And you also, oh, wait, we have two Oops. new social media businesses. That's right. That's we right. have you already know what it is dot biz right. that routes to, routes to our website. That's right. And thanks to Nani J Cool who is in the chat as usual, we now have someone donated these to us, which is fantastic. Thrusterbus.club and thrusterbus.in. If you watched our <laughs> destiny, if you watch our destiny uh, streams, you know what that means. It's not dirty. <laughs> Get your minds out of the gutter. It's not dirty. It's not dirty. Um, everyone, thank you again for, for hanging out with us this week uh, in the chat and online and in all of the places that you listen to podcasts. We are almost at 790 on our follower count, the road to 1,000 followers before the end of September. We're, we're catching up. We're making up some, some ground and making up some steam. We're also almost at 40 subscribers already. That is craziness. Awesome. Uh, so if you definitely want to support the stream, uh, make sure that you're checking us out on Twitter, uh, checking us out on, on Twitch. Um, and in two weeks, two weeks, if you really want to get behind the show, our Patreon will be coming back. So remember to uh, share that stuff out. Um, I'll be bugging Ben. I'm like, Ben, throw this link out <laughs> in the world. Just do it out. For sure. Definitely. Uh, uh, you know so I got you, you. So you can help. Uh, word. So you can help uh, grow Bracago in all the ways that we are hoping to grow in the next year and in the future. So again, everybody at home, thank you so much. We're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.